Hello and welcome to the Celtic Women's Football Show. My name is Claire Wilde and I'm your host and it's a little bit of an unusual one today. I'm joined first of all by Christopher Gallagher. Hi Chris. Hi Claire. How are you? I'm good Claire, thanks for uh, inviting me on for this emergency broadcast. <laughs> yeah, I've called this the emergency <laughs> podcast. Um, we did have something else planned for today, which is why A, this is going out a little bit late and B, it's not exactly what was in the pipeline, which we had hoped would be an interview with a player for various reasons that has not been able to transpire. It's still in the pipeline. It's just not been able to be happening today. But that's fine because we can have a little catch up. We haven't spoken to you for a little bit about the women's game. Um, we'll talk about some of the news and we will look ahead to the league starting again on Sunday. Yeah, circumstances out with our control, which I like. sounds a little bit more professional. Circumstances out with our control. What did I say? You said something really professional as well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, that's the thing about kind of uh, trying to interviews and stuff when you know when something happens at the last minute there's there's very little we can do so hopefully we will get the interview down because i was very excited about the player the player that you were interviewing i know um, so was, i was very much looking forward to the conversation and hopefully the conversation will still happen yes absolutely so um yeah look forward to that so that's good um so yeah that's why we're here today just to have a quick catch-up the first thing i want to the first thing on my list of news and catch-ups is kelly clark scored her first scotland goal a very good goal week. it was too um yeah. Yeah, I, I'm a big. I, Kelly Clark is the player that I think I've. She's one of the most recognisable Celtic women's players from maybe from someone who doesn't have a lot of kind of knowledge or kind of experience of watching it. But she's very, very recognisable, which I think is very good. She's the captain. And following through this, uh, my kind of experience of watching Celtic women's team there's lots of fantastic players you've got your charlie wellings and you've got your Cl clarissas and stuff and there's lots of kind of silky players and you know from even at the back um someone like caitlin hayes and stuff but kelly Clark's just a constant and i've really really over the last kind of couple of months i've really really grown to appreciate that and i think that she is someone who quietly and effectively gets on with her job and i'm absolutely delighted a that she's got called up and kept her place in the squad and be that she got her first goal, I think she fully deserves it. I think she really leads by example. She's got a really good relationship with Fran and uh, delighted. I love when a Celtic captain scores for Scotland. I just think it's class. <laughs> as a big Scotland fan. Yes. Although I do hate Scotland uh, as much as I like them because they, they they burn me. And we are recording this just before we're about to watch a Scotland game. <laughs> yeah, a, a pointless Scotland game. Anyway, but um, it was good. From, you, from your point of view, we were talking about the... I had just didn't realise that there was an under twenty three team, Scotland under twenty three team. You, you and then I asked yeah. you about it, and you kind of. I didn't want to dwell on this too much because it's not really Celtic related. The only way it's Celtic related, I guess, um, and I don't know if people get annoyed with us talking about the national team at all because they're all focused on the hoops. But there was this whole controversy this week, and people may or may not have followed it, where suddenly they announced an under twenty three fixture, where five of the players weren't under 23 and do you think it was just they the said minute? it was the first one ever which was just not true because you had people like i don't know alana marshall even who's still playing in the swpl saying well, well i've played in an under under 23 in like 2008 so uh, yeah that <laughs> it, go it just sure. it feels a little bit, bit like the international setup for the women's team obviously not qualifying for 
the upcoming World Cup is a huge disappointment and there's just maybe some questions to be asked around the decisions that are being made there and that the way that I guess that plays into Celtic and it's you know you've got that experience of having the relationship with the national team and Celtic on the men's side as well yeah I mean I just don't want the women's team to and I've I'm, I've been guilty of doing it in the past where you just kind of say oh well that's Scotland's luck or that's Celtic in Europe's luck because it's you know they're, they're treading their own path um although it is disappointing that they did kind of do exactly what the men did and botch a playoff but <laughs> it's, it's I know but it, and the other thing is you know we're in a league that doesn't have a lot of resources, that doesn't have a lot of money, that we want to be able to recruit players who, ideally we would be recruiting more players from inside Scotland who are real talents, who are being brought up through the system and who part of that is being able to see, I mean, there are obviously inspirational Scottish players. You've got Aaron Cuthbert at Chelsea, you've got Caroline Weir at Real Madrid. We talk about those fairly regularly, but it's just... I don't know. It's a, li- it's a little bit of rush- frustration, but I didn't want to dwell on that because I want to dwell on the fact that our captain scored a goal and it was excellent. And she's class. And, and she's the best. Yeah. She's a very, very, as I said, um, yeah, very, very good. Yeah, I was just really happy. Um, and it can't go without saying that also during this international break, uh, Olivia Chance scored for New Zealand against yeah. Brazil. Yeah, she's. I, I've been really impressed with her this season. I think she has... Um, for Celtic specifically, she has kind of shown her flexibility. She's uh, played a little bit deeper. She's also played a little bit forward, forward, for, further forward. Um, I think she's technically excellent. And uh, yeah, I, she's someone that you think, you know, when people talk about like how well Clarissa is doing and how well, you know, certain players in the team are doing. Olivia Chance is someone, again, kind of like Kelly. She just gets on with her business. She does, She's not very flash but she produces performances that are consistent. She's a consistent seven or eight, and I, and I think that that you need if you can get four or five consistent seven or eights in your team, which I think Caitlin Hayes is, which I think Kaylee Clark is, and I think that Olivia Chance is. Um, you know, you just sprinkle some some magic dust around them, which is Clarissa Larrisey, which is you know Shane and stuff. So yeah, very good, very happy for her. I think she's yeah, she's just a very very talented player. Interesting. I wonder, you know, players finding themselves categorised as the magic dust (laughs) just a little bit of some like tom rogic sprinkled with magic dust you know clarissa larissey sprinkled with magic dust someone who isn't necessarily isn't always going to be consistently good but who can pull something magical out of their bag i like it yes it's good um another plus point for the celtic women's team in the last week is that lucy won player of the month for last month for the for the league for the SWPL Lucy Ashworth Clifford named SWPL player of the month um and just to read out the tweet that I put out about it she and this is what we were the kind of the press release from the league it was she's the league leader for the number of assists crosses per game dribbles per game progressive runs per game and it kind of goes without saying that she has been instrumental. We've talked, Lorenzo and I have talked about her a lot, so I don't want to dwell on it too much. I guess one of the questions I've got for you is as well, you know, it's nice to have these accolades throughout the season. How important do you think they are and how important do you think they are to the players? Uh, I think they're probably, specifically in a, in a league where um, it's really, really tight at the top. Um, I know we're obviously a couple of points behind now, but... It's still really, really tight at the top, and to be distinguished, I think, is is it's a good accolade. I, I think you can read it both ways. You can read it two ways. You know, Ange Postecoglou, for example, 
when's the manager of the month every every, every month <laughs> and he's uh, like all right he has to go and speak to simon ferry and um, yeah, all that but i i think that because there's like it's not the same player winning every month mm-hmm. there's no standout player the level of the top three teams are very even i think that means that when when you win that sort of award i think it means a lot i think lucy has been very very good uh, we did well i say we you did a fantastic interview with her which is on your rss feed and uh, on the website check it out because it's very very good i enjoyed just producing that um she's very personable she's very driven yeah she's very she's someone who knows exactly where she wants to be in the game and i think she's kind of developing her own path to get there she's really really exciting and she works really really hard for a wide player um mm. I, I find her her work rate is excellent and absolutely fully deserved great technique and um she'll be very important for the second half of the season yeah i think she's just only going to improve as well and she's quite vocal we've talked about maybe wanting this team to be a bit more bit more vocal on the pitch and she was one of the players who is always moaning always moaning always wanting the ball see if they did a teammates like whenever, <laughs> whenever they do the men's teammates it's who's who who moans the most it's always greg taylor i imagine who moans the most is either caitlin hayes or lucy because on the pitch you just hear them both all the time but they're both so nice in real life <laughs> yeah yeah no but see i think you need that sort of what i like about your team specifically is there are a lot of there's a lot of moaning happening and I think that's the sign of people who want to raise the standards. Yeah, yeah. Um, another bit of news, just in brief. Um, we were talking earlier and you mentioned that Hearts and Hibs are playing in Edinburgh Cup. They're playing um, uh, a fixture just for the Edinburgh teams, but that they've got rid of a thousand tickets, but they're giving away the tickets for free. I've got two questions about that. First of all, I was like, we need to be getting, we need to be getting bigger crowds for domestic fix just like that and you said i was being too optimistic and the second one is how do you feel about because there are people like you know the chief executive of lewis who is a team that we have some connections to who say that by doing stuff like giving away tickets for free you're kind of devaluing women's sport in a way or that there's a there's a tricky balance and a tricky relationship between the amount you're asking someone to give to see something and the value that it creates does that make sense it does make sense i think if you kind of put your promoter's hat on and you say okay you've got a product that is attracting a crowd that you're not particularly happy with how can you get your product and by that you just to clarify you mean the numbers not the actual people you're not happy with <laughs> oh no no yeah <laughs> the numbers you're not happy with but like so if you, if you look at it you've, you've got a product right which is the, the women's game right and it's a, a developing product that is going to get better as time goes on right and it has got better over a small period of time it's improved exponentially over the last since i've been watching it which is what four years right so you've got this product you want to get eyes on it um how do you do that so from a promoter's point of view you think to yourself we just need bums on seats at the start and then hopefully what you do is you present a product that little kids will go great oh those those girls are just like me i want to go back and see them play something to hook them with so and then you start you know raising the price or you know it's all about if you if you just say to them like here's a free ticket and then the next game is going to be eight pounds that's not going to work. That's not going to work. Here's a free ticket, and the next game is going to be two for one. 
here's a free ticket and the next game kids go free here's a free ticket and you build up that way so i i don't think there's a problem with that those players will be playing in front of one of the biggest crowds they've ever played with think about what that does for the players celtic don't celtic fc women don't get the opportunity to play in front of a thousand people on a regular basis so you know I, I understand what the, the chairman of Lewis is saying. I think, I, I, you know, I, I get that. I just think that in order to grow the sport, you need to get people in to see it. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a question. We'll probably it's do a, balance, a bit more of an extended episode at some point over the season on the kind of women's football in general, maybe get a few people who know a bit more than we do about think, the broader picture, yeah. which would be a good discussion. Although if you're trying to say that I don't know about promotion, I've been watching professional wrestling for my whole life, so... Never in doubt. <laughs> Never in doubt. Um, on that, playing in front of... Playing, playing in front of crowds. Um, Celtic Park during the World Cup. That'd be, that's a bit of a missed opportunity. Lorenzo and I have definitely touched on it and we haven't heard any noises, so it doesn't look like that's going to be happening. Uh, I missed opportunity. Huge. Well, there's five weeks until the next game and the fact of the matter is you can't say anything about the pitch and you can't say anything about security because they've already done it in the past. It's a really, really small outlay. Yeah. It's a shame. A we won't dwell on it, but just mention it in passing. Disappointing. The, the league is kicking off again on Sunday. We're playing Hearts. Um, bit of a disappointing. We haven't spoken to you since the disappointing couple of results towards the end of the last spell where we obviously got knocked out of the cup and then the first fixture against Glasgow City didn't go our way. Thoughts on that? Um, the cup... Uh, victory, the, sorry, the cup defeat. Um, you know, I was I was at the game with you, and how we didn't win that game, I I, I don't know. Uh, we had all the ball. I mean, it was coming up. There was about five minutes left, and you and a few other people were getting really worried. And I was just like, they've not had the shot on target. Yeah, you were like, like don't worry, don't, it's don't, fine. Don't worry, like <laughs> it's fine. We've had all the ball. We created a n- number of chances. Um, I mean, we should. I mean, we should have been out of sight by half time, let alone the thingy. Then when they scored, it, it did feel like they got the momentum. I mean, we were down to ten men, or ten, sorry, ten ten uh, players on the pitch. So we were down to ten. We played an hour with ten players, yeah, and we still were the better team by some distance. They had one push at the very very end, and they scored from it. I've got a lot of sympathy for the the team. A, a lot of sympathy. I think as Still well, annoyed, there's something to take from that though as well, because if anyone listening to this listened to the podcast I did last week with Christian when we talked about stats, it was interesting because Christian hasn't watched a lot of the games, but so he was kind of going on raw numbers very much without, so it was like me with the eyes and emotions and him just with data in front of him. And he's uh, the two of the specific games I asked him about, one was the nine nil first game that we beat Hebs and one of them was obviously the spot lost to Spartans and he said if you look at the numbers they're not that different in those two games like it's wild like they were kind of both these kind of freak outlying results which it's a way that you can maybe use the data to kind of calm the nerves because I am a panic merchant I know that I do do oh, that come with the club 
<laughs> so I'm like, oh my God, everything's terrible. And I know that obviously the team are going to take it seriously. Kelly, after the Glasgow City defeat as well, was like, we've got some things to look at. We need to go back. We need to take, really take stock, which I'm sure they have been doing. But, you know, we, should, we shouldn't worry too much about those results considering the context in which they came in. Um, there's a lot of parallels between the men's team and the women's team and that they're creating a lot of opportunities and they're just not taking them. So the Yeah, we're first in the stats for lots of the attacking stats. Yeah. yeah. So we are creating a lot of opportunities. And look, the thing about Clarissa, Clarissa is is great. And I think she's having an excellent season. But she's not a she's not a six yard penalty box striker the way Charlie Wellings was. And I think that's kind of showing. Mm -hmm. Um I think Clarissa's had as I say, I think she's had an excellent season. There's this idea and maybe I'm certainly guilty of it that if you're of a good standard in this league that you'll probably score goals. And you probably will, but there's a difference between scoring a goal against Motherwell and scoring a goal against Glasgow City or Rangers. The levels are humongous. The step up is is really, really big. And I think that Clarissa is, uh, I think probably her finishing is, her movement's really good and her timing is really good. But her actual finishing isn't, you know, as accurate as Charlie Met Wellings, for example. So I do think that when it comes to recruitment, I think maybe another striker would be kind of like high on the list. But for me, just as a fan, because, you know, like I watched the, Gla the Glasgow City game. I, I couldn't get to because uh, I was recording the reaction and you, you went along. I watched it on the telly, right? And uh, the telly, wait, Jim, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> wait, the telly? You're younger than me, so. The <laughs> um, but, uh, so... The league game, the league cup game, when uh, Spartan scored, the momentum shifted mm. a little bit. Even though we still had chances in, uh, in extra time, the momentum sh still shifted. The Glasgow City game, when we equalised, the momentum shifted to us. But yet we get the sucker punch. Mm. And, you know, again, Clarissa was through, you know. And again, I, I, I'm, I'm... They missed, they missed an absolute sitter as well. Yeah, you know, there were chances on both sides. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we've we've kind of we've dissected lines. it, but yeah, sorry, I just you know it's fine lines, isn't it? Yeah, I'm trying to be positive here. I'm very. Uh, I'm being po my, my, my point. My point is, if we keep playing the way we're playing, then we'll score goals. But at the same time, we miss Charlie Wellings more than people like to admit. Yeah, I also think there's just sometimes it's that realizing against those better teams that the level of concentration needs to go up. Do you think we've learned that over the over the last season? Um, I think it's been very strange this season because we've met the, because it is taken until two weeks ago to meet Glasgow City. And yeah. that, that is a completely unprecedented way of like the season panning out. We've always met them Early like goals. straight from the off. So I, I think in that sense, it's hard to say because the dynamic is a bit I, off I, in I, terms of like flying high with confidence going into that game. And then you don't know how that's going to affect the players psychologically. We're going to play, let's talk about the Hearts game. Okay, yep. Um, we're playing them on Sunday. It's a game at home, which is good. Nice to be back on familiar territory for the first game back after the break. Uh, we beat them 5-0 last time. The meeting before that was in the Cup and 
that was taken to extra time. That was last season and Charlie Wellings scooped a couple of goals to for us to take that, but that was a very stressful game to watch. Yeah, that's right. Um, again, just that kind of quality kind of shining through. Um, was that the game at... Did we went to that game, didn't we? The Tunnel mm, game? The I three? went to it on my own and it was in a stadium, I want to say Falkirk. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my point... I mean, the point is they're sitting fourth. They're right behind us in the league now, which is a position that we're used to Hibs yeah. being in. <laughs> yeah. They've got a really good, ambitious coach who I feel like from everything you hear around the way that she's working, she's come over, she knew she was quite realistic about where they were starting from, but wanted to really do something and has taken that on as a project. And I think that she's starting to reap the rewards of that. So I think they are a team kind of on the, up. On the ascendancy for sure. Um, also a manager, another Spanish manager that Fran will know quite well. So we'll know what to expect from her. Um, There's a lot of Spanish managers in, involved in Scottish football, isn't there? In Scottish women's football. The national team manager, yeah. Celtic, Hearts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, I'll just go for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jesus. just trying to think of any others. I was like, are we missing anyone? <laughs> she, she's quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's a really... Every time I've heard her, heard her talk about the project that that's going on at Hearts... Um, she talks with a really forthright kind of thoughtful, uh, long-term kind of point of view. Mm. And it, it feels like she is building something um, and the club in general are building something. Because when we were at the cup final, there was like all the small things. But when we were in the media room, there was like pictures of the women's team. Yeah. Like in a very sort of... The men's team and the women's team. Normalising the... Normalising the mm. women. Like, there was a big kind of, like, big giant stickers and all that. It was, like, Kay Gordon and then a, a Hearts women's player. And it was just very, like, normal, which, mm. you know, a, a couple of Hearts, really, if they did kind of put the time and effort, could eventually challenge, I think. Yeah, things are going to be shifting every season in this league, I think. So it's interesting to keep an eye on. But their only losses, so this season, have been to Glasgow City, to Rangers and to Spartans who obviously beat us in the cup. Um, and they only lost by two goals to the other big two, I guess. Yeah. I, my point being, this is a team that we really need to take seriously. Yeah, I think... Not that we don't take every game and every opposition seriously, but, you know, they feel like they could be a real threat. With all due respect, there are teams in this league that are... I don't want to use the phrase cannon fodder, but, like, there are teams that you can... You, you can turn up, you don't necessarily have to beat your best and you'll probably beat, right? Yeah. And I think that's the same of every league, right? But yeah, this Hearts team, I think, are a little bit more of a threat. And we dropped silly points last season. That cost us the title. We haven't dropped any silly points. Obviously, Glasgow City beat us, but we've not dropped any silly points this season. We've not necessarily looked like we've dropped any. We're close to dropping any silly points. So I'd like to hope that consistency will continue. But I also am realistic to know that that defeat at Glasgow City will probably have a bit of an effect. It's going to have an effect. It's going to go one of two ways. Either they bounce back and it's a storm, barnstorming uh, kind of performance. That's or we're hoping for. Or we might, you know, struggle a bit. Who knows? It's going to be interesting to see how it pans out. What do you think are 
the main we've talked about the kind of ability to take those chances when we're making those attacks that we seem to be very good at making i mentioned the concentration levels which i think will need to be i think they'll need to be very very switched on um my biggest fear recently has been get i, I said i mentioned lucy being a very <clears throat> excuse me um Hard-working player, there's no question about it. But what I've noticed over the last couple of games, specifically the Glasgow City game, was the Glasgow City seemed to target getting in behind our wing-backs. That kind of space in behind the wing-back in the, the centre half, which I think is is kind of not an easy target, but it's a kind of easy way to play against Celtic. Um, and I worry about, you know, the, the ability to exploit that. Um but at the same time... Do you think that's where a player like Shen Meng Lu comes in? Because she's got that kind of ability to play on the wing, but she's kind of got that... She can track back and she's quite fearless in terms of taking players on in that space. Well, I, I think, you know, I look at someone like Lucy and I think, could Lucy play one in? Could Lucy play up front? You know, could Lucy... Lucy, essentially, I think, has everything going for it. If you look at Lucy and Clarissa, they're very, very similar in their attributes. And I, th I think it would be quite interesting to see if Clarissa's unavailable, which potentially could happen. Obviously, she's away on international duty. Could you put Lucy up? It would be. It will be interesting to see what the lineup is. Liv has been playing in. I mean, they've both been travelling. Yeah. <laughs> great distances to play international fixtures. Um, Clarissa Larisi and uh, Olivia Chance. Uh, Clara Ridden less so but and I, I it's just I it did it occurred to me will they be ready to just drop straight back into the starting 11 for Sunday or we'll be looking at maybe a slightly shifted especially front line well that's that's the kind of worry isn't it because if you take Clarissa out of that um kind of the firing line if you will I don't think we've got any real strikers of kind of experience or kind of on form so you would be looking to say well who can play up front Shen can certainly play up front um if she is sharp in, in and around the box is, is clarissa i don't think so uh, lucy I amy gallagher amy gallagher yeah again i think i think amy's uh it's great to see her back obviously she had that injury i, I really liked her wee interview that she did um where she said she's you know she's ready to really kind of step up and she enjoys playing for celtic and there's that family connection um I, 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 she's someone I've been really impressed with. I'll be honest, when we signed her from Hibs, um, I was a little bit like, oh, a little bit underwhelmed. But she's really, really stepped up. She's proved me wrong. She's impressed me. I think she's more of a kind of playmaker or, yeah, or coming off uh, false nine, if you will. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, Amy Gallagher, I think, will kind of the second half of the season, I think she'll be ready to go, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing what she can uh, present. Yes, I would like to see her start this weekend. Um, just in terms of the opposition, I think it's just worth mentioning Christian highlighted Georgia Timms as the most impressive player that he had kind of spotted out with Celtic when he was looking at all the stats and the footage um, for the podcast last week. She is a, she's friends with Lucy because they both played at Lewis together. Um, she's another Lewis FC import. 
Um, there seems to be a number of them smattered across the Scottish League, lots of them at Celtic now. But she's got the second highest XG in the league so far this season. She hasn't scored as many goals, but that it will be down to how many opportunities have been created. But she is definitely a threat. They've they've got her as a threat up front and they've also got an excellent goalkeeper in Charlotte Parker-Smith. Absolutely brilliant goalkeeper, I have to say. But this is the interesting thing about what, Lucy said when you interviewed her again that put that interview is available on your RSS feed and uh, on the app and uh, on the website. Um, but what Lucy said was everyone down there is looking up here thinking there's an opportunity. Mm. You know, everyone it's it's funny because there's people in England looking up thinking I could go up to Scotland, I could play at a decent level, I could potentially win a trophy, I could play in European football. And that's why all these players are coming up now because they see that this is a breeding ground for it's a breeding ground of opportunity. Mm-hmm. And the fact of the matter is, uh, Georgia Timms has taken that opportunity, and she's you know they're they're fourth for a reason. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to watching this game. Um, the other interesting thing that's happening that weekend we won't dwell on it too much, but Glasgow City and Rangers are playing each other. Oh, so the status at the top of the table is not going to remain unchanged for long what do you want from that do you want a glasgow city win? i mean we're early let, we're early doors so who knows no, but what do you want do you want a, a glasgow city win so that they pull ahead or do you want a draw well if, if it's a draw then if rangers we'll catch up. win and glasgow city lose we'll go second if they draw we'll go join well, no we'll still go second yeah but you don't want rangers pulling away no, so Rangers are three points ahead of us just now, right? Also, we could do the maths of this all day and it's all going to... Like, we're, we're in November. I want I want them both to lose. Is that is that an option? <laughs> That's what we always say. Is that, is that an option? <laughs> um, and then, and the, then, obviously, we play Rangers the week after. So two really big games coming up. We will be talking next week about the outcome of the Hearts game. I'll probably be back with my compatriot, uh, Lorenzo Pacitti, um, and we will be looking ahead to that Rangers game, which we will then be obviously looking at the result from the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Lorenzo, uh, he's uh, he'll be great coming in to do the preview, of course. Uh, I like to just flitter in, you know, do a wee bit of, you know, keep my keep my foot in the water. But um, aye, Lorenzo's your man. <laughs> There's no shade on you, my love. <laughs> um, so yeah, that game will be good. It is at the Excelsior Stadium in Airdrie. If you can get along. 2 p.m. kickoff. Is that the Glasgow City game? I'm sorry, the... The Celtic Har- Hearts game. Celtic yeah. Um, if you are heading there, heads up. Don't know if I've said this before. Te- there still might be temporary traffic lights going in, so you might get stuck in a traffic queue. Um, so just watch out for that. Leave a little. Leave five minutes extra time. Uh, f- just five minutes extra time, yeah. <laughs> it is also going to be streamed on BBC Sports Scotland, which is fantastic because it means if you're not able to get there, you'll be able to watch it and it'll be on the BBC website. Yeah, sounds fantastic. Um, a big weekend of football, a yeah. big weekend of Celtic FC women games. Let's get involved. Yeah, that's the only Celtic game uh, you're going to see this weekend. Is that right? <laughs> that's true, yeah. Yes, as yes, because the men's play the friendly. No, no, the friendlies are, the men's friendlies at 3.45 on Sunday morning. <laughs> so yes, it's the only game you're going to get to see. <laughs> um, but it's been lovely talking about that. I'm intrigued as to what the outcome will be. I'm sure we will come away with a victory. Do you want to give us a prediction before we finish? Um, Celtic will win uh, three goals to one. Three goals to one. I'm going to go 2-0. Lovely, clean sheet. Absolutely. Um, this has been 
we'll hopefully have that interview soon. We will look out for the interview. This has been fantastic. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Claire. It's been great. I have been your host, Claire Wilde. He's been Christopher Gallagher. This has been the Celtic Women's Football Show and hopefully we'll speak to you very soon. (laughs) 